You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back on a Monday, 1st of February, the official shittest month for sport globally, except there is a bit on actually this month. Even Maybe the pandemic sort of pushed a few things back, but we are in the widely accepted shittest month for sport in the year. That's when Eddie and I really get into our work. That's when we sort of, you know, pull together. If you are thinking about like a like a, a, a scrum, like one, two, three, squeeze, and now. This is our squeezing now, basically, uh, is February, where we got to squeeze in now because we've got to pull together because it's a shit month. There's not much on. League's about to come. AFL, if you're into it, it's about to come. But we do have some other shit, as I said. Uh, Australian now, Open. Australian Open has been pushed back, thank you, to COVID. Which, again, probably one of the only real bright spots of COVID that I can think of has been the Australian Open being pushed back a couple of weeks. Mm. Eddie, you and I, fresh off of uh, your 30th birthday weekend, where you bend Saturday, toll paid Monday. Monday. Look, that's right. Tom, you're right. We're in the squeezer now. Yeah. We're in the squeezer now. Um, The weekend really marked, I think... Um, the end of what had been a nice little festive period. Yes, because once once that calendar ticks over to Feb over to February, we're all aware as a people, as a nation, that it's now it's it's grunt work yeah. until sort of you know October. I'll, I'll allow I'll, if you want to go early, I'll allow you the day after uh, Melbourne Cup because then there's a bit of a vibe. Well, that's November though. Yeah, isn't but it? people start to wind. I think people wind down from there. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's when you start to gear down. You start to gear down. You're in sixth, then you go oh, down uh, to fifth. If you got well, fifth down to fourth. Down you to know fourth. what I mean? Yeah. And then December's a write-off. Yeah. We all know that. January, December write-offs. February. Grunt work. February, it's back. Sorry, year started officially. So today. you know, I come first day of the year. I come to you on the first of, of February, a, a bit of a mess. It's seven fucking not much in the morning, and yeah, I'm hurting because yeah. we had a great weekend. We had a great weekend, but I certainly this was the thing that that I was scared of when we decided to do Monday mornings was like, I'm not a. Uh, if I blow out now, it's usually a Friday, but even then, I'm not a blowout blowout guy anymore. My blowouts are pretty. I think the best blowout for a young father is if you can start blowing midday and then you're, you're in bed pretty much by midnight. Mm. And that's how I did it for yours. Huge blow. Mm. Um, but I tell you, well, let me... The day was great. I mean, mm. I don't know if there's anything specific. Your speech was great. You're, you're a very good speechman. Thanks, I, I will say that. Then Ella's old man said a speech... Uh, your old man said a speech. It was great to see your parents, actually, because yeah. I haven't seen them since your 21st. Mm. That was nice. Yeah, old, Seeing Mama and Papa Simps out there doing the damn my thing. My old man said that. He was like, um, he's like have I ever, I've never met Tom, have I? And I go, yeah, yeah, he made he made a speech my 21st. Yeah. He goes, you're 21st. I go, yeah. He goes, well, how the fuck am I supposed to remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Might no, have been like a momentous cool. day in your son's life. Yeah, yeah no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I think I was wearing green pants. So uh, just if anyone wants to get an insight into the type of person I was at that time in my life. Um, but yeah, so it was a good day. Ripper day. Ripper day. Thank you to uh, the Dumbrells. Huge lift. Big lift for having us all, for having a bunch of rowdy piss cutting heroes. But um, it was more – so I, I went home at about midnight, mm. got home sort of like swinging my bloody pee-pee around like – because it's quite a – set. like 
if you come home before you should, like Steph basically thought, I'm like, let's just hope he gets home. Because, I mean, you know, last time I did almost fall asleep at that dude's house. Um, but so the fact that I was at home at 12 or like whatever she, I was like, I was like, yeah, how good am I? How good am I? Onto the straight to the couch, order some Uber Eats, wrap and roll from Bondi. If you haven't had it, a Which chicken one did you schnitzel. Go with? Schnitzel. Oh, fucking oath. Mm. It comes to my house. I've taken I'm two bites into it and I've gone, this is not enough wrap and roll. Straight back to the phone. I order another one. <laughs> I order another wrap and roll. And as I finish them, my wrap and roll, I'm like, fuck, this is gonna be forever. What the fuck? I feel like I'm just gonna be waiting for the rest of my life. And then it's just bang, five in the morning. What happened? I woke up. Wrap and roll's fucking not wrap and roll's come and gone. The guy's been trying to knock on my door and call the fucking call my phone. <laughs> Whatever it was, twenty bucks down. Did you eat it? No, I didn't get it. He didn't even drop it off. He didn't drop it off. So the, he, he was Why didn't he just leave it? I don't know. So he took so he felt he took, like he, he was took, allowed to yeah, take it. He took that's no, that's yeah, unacceptable. I know, that is unacceptable. Did you get a refund? No, I haven't even looked. Yesterday wasn't a day for me to do any fucking that- follow-ups, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I was just wearing it. Yeah. I was just sitting with the, the decisions I'd made. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Double fucking wrap and roll at, at midnight. <laughs> Would have been good. And this sounds weird, and again, maybe an insight. I've thought about that fucking wrap and roll. Like, I've thought about where, like what its fate was. I think I think I think it was consumed in the car up the top. <laughs> the guy's going, fuck it, I'm gonna give him one more call and then he doesn't answer, I'm eating this fucking. So he was knocking around. on your door and shit. Mate, he had a bunch of fucking messages on the Can't get in India, I'm here. I'm like, if you're here, surely that's the protocol. You just drop it out at the front door, right? I've got leave it at the front door. Like that's my like thing. I think that's mine as well. I'll have to double check that. Maybe it's not. That's fucking funny, mate. Yeah. That's really funny. So that was tough. Yeah. Yes, um, that was tough. It was tough, 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 tough. And so you went through to what? I mean, it was sort of a Danny Exotic-inspired day. Yeah, a little you bit. Say that. Yeah, like, yeah. You can you probably... Know, he, like, he was there in spirit, you could almost say. <laughs> no red, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, too hot for red. So way too hot. Way too hot. Um... And then you went, you sort of went through. Yeah, I went through. Look, went till five, <clears throat> got a couple of hours, and then I had lunch yesterday, which was tough. What do you mean? Well, like a sort of a, like a family lunch thing. It was down the road. It was a bathers p- pavilion, if anyone knows. It's a fucking great spot. Really good food. Really good Bloody Marys. Now, I'm glad to hear you got into those. Bloody Marys, for those that don't, you know, realize. They're, it's, they're unrivaled in getting a man back Dude, they're one of from the, the abyss. One of the great drinks all time. If you want to get out, if you find yourself in the Mariana Trench, I mean, like, A, I don't know how you got down there. Well, that's the first question. Deep. B, I don't know how you're alive, unless you're in a submersible. Yes. But let's say you're in both those things, and you, and you need to get out of there. <laughs> Bloody Mary that fucker Bloody up. Bloody Mary. They're actually, come straight yeah, to the top. I think they're fueled on Bloody Marys. <laughs> they are. Enough. They're actually, it's well, just they, they, That's how they get them back up. Of course, sorry. Down there, petrol. they've got a big tank of, of Bloody, Bloody Marys Mary on board, that, and they just and then uh, straight back up. Yeah, injected straight in the motor, and it yeah. just whoop, straight, straight to the, the surface. So that's what I did. I had a couple, and I'm like, "Ooh!" Then you're back. You actually you could lift. Again. I could go again here. Yeah. Yeah. I could. Yeah, and I should. You should have. But also, you just. <laughs> but I knew that today would be so demanding on yeah. the on the mind, body, soul that I just had to. 
What time was lunch? 12, which wasn't too bad. But then I had to go back and like sort of help clean up a little bit. Like, so, so well, I did yeah. have to help clean up, which is pretty scary. But then had a big Chinese feed at um, Bagala uh, Dumpling Inn last night, which was great. But see, like, what... I would have found it very hard to be out at those places. Like, but I was like, but I was also like, I need to, I need to thank the family. Oh, so for such with the, the family. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, well, the Dumbrells for yeah, yeah, such yeah. a big lift. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. we'll go out for. Tra-, you know what I mean? Like, I can, I can drag myself off the canvas with the help of Bloody Mary. Yeah, you can't be the scat man, fucking like. Oh, and I'll go and I'll and I'll order two Coca Colas with extra ice, and yeah. I'll and I'll and get through it. Yeah, that's fair. You, you know what I mean? Spring rolls, dumplings. That's nice. Szechuan chicken, all that stuff. All the good stuff. I uh, We played cricket yesterday. And I'm- I didn't see, that's fucking way weirder than yeah, what I, I said. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You went to Chinese. How do you go play cricket? I don't that's know. That's fucking yeah, weird. Yeah, that was. And it was pissing rain as well. Like. And we got pumped. And the other team was like hyper aggressive. <coughs> and you're like, I'm too hungover to match their aggression. Like, it's all good fun, right? Like, everyone's talking shit. Like, it's not like we're going to start biffing. But it was just more like, you want to be able to just talk shit back. And I was like, I'm just not, I would want to be anywhere else. I almost vomited when I was batting, like through the helmet guard. What'd you get? Not 50. I'm in a form slump, dude. I'm in a form slump. What'd you get? 38, <laughs> 5, 6. Well, I averaged 60, so that's a fucking horrible score for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Uh, and we didn't take one wicket. <laughs> We bowled first, didn't take a wicket, and then <laughs> and the fucking then when we were batting and they obviously whenever they got their first like first wicket of the day, boys, we were like, ah, oh, fuck. Good on you, cunts. How many wides you bowl? Me personally, no, the team. Uh probably a few. I may just let one rip there as well. I hope it. I hope that wasn't a bad smell because everyone will die. Uh, yeah, probably a couple of wides. I mean, like, you know, you know, the, the, the usual suspects who are a little bit expensive in the bowling, they were once again, expensive. Just wanted to say a small shout out, if I may, to James Bond, um, for going the big lift yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. Golden eye into Skyfall. No, it wasn't chronological, <laughs> but that's the way I went. That's the way I went. I love that. Gold Nine to Skyfall's kinda of, I think almost the best of both worlds. You get your old school nineties yeah. or late two thousand. Well, we get, we, we get our bond yeah. in Pierce. And then you go into like the modern day stuff. And the Skyfall a pretty fucking great one, right? I really like Skyfall. Is that the one where it's like set out in that fucking Scotland. English cottage and shit? Like sorry, yeah, Scotland. Scotland right? But it's Scotland. like a cottage yeah, in the middle yeah, of fucking yeah, nowhere. Yeah, 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 yeah that yeah, was yeah, that yeah. was mad. And the guy from No Country for Old Men as mm. the as the villain. That's right. Christoph Walsh. No. 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 <laughs> oh, no country for old men? Is that- Christoph oh, Waltz is the Jew hunter. Sorry, I was thinking the yeah. Jew hunter from uh, Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem, yeah. Yeah. There we go. I don't listen a lot of the time. I just hear like, and then I just- Well, you just, I think Christoph Waltz was a Bond villain, but he definitely was. Yeah, he was one, yeah. yeah he definitely Which is the one, one after. But not important. Not What's really. important is- James Bond. All the James Bonds, every single one of them on stand- is this a shout out to Stan? No, it's not. No, it's definitely not. Like it's not paid. No, but you know, really, mm. that's good. Good to know. Yeah, it's good to know. And so, did you just randomly go Goldeneye? Got up at nine thirty. Was like fuck. Oh no, fuck. like ten, it was like ten actually. And I was like fuck. I'm so hungover. Chookers, gravy, just chips and gravy. That's all I got. Powerade, chips, gravy. <laughs> that's all. That's that's the initial. This is like the diet. Large chips, medium gravy. 
always got too much gravy, but never want to run out. No, dude. You, so you I'm not taking much. chances. No, no, no. I would, and I never will. No. I get too much gravy, and that's just, that's it. Too much gravy is the perfect amount of gravy, <laughs> let's be honest. You need as much gravy. Like, if, if I've run out of gravy, um, then I'm, then there's issues. Yeah, exactly. It's a calamity. Yeah, so, it's a calamity. So what it is is you need more. So can you just take this movie through your Sunday diet? Sunday diet was um, uh, Powerade, large chips, gravy, margarita pizza, uh, duck ragu, <laughs> pasta, <laughs> two or three Bloody Marys, um, uh, nap. <laughs> nap in there. There might have been. Uh, and then like spring rolls, dumplings, two cans of Coke. <laughs> um, the Szechuan chicken. Like I think there was like a chicken chow mean in there. Jesus. It was like some like random. I don't know how you thing. ate all this shit. I was like, but I'm like I'm not grazing. eating. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, they're not full fucking meals. I'm crazy. Um, you know, she loved that. Yeah, yeah. Mine, I had a, mine was a weird day. Because obviously I'd fucked up the night before with my rap and rolls. I was like, <laughs> I was just sort of. We well, fucked bit, up with one of them. Yeah, but I just mean like I was a little bit more like reticent to just start ordering in fucking shitloads of food and you know being a bit reckless. Mm. I've woken up sort of sheepish. I even went up to the road to see if they'd left it up there. They of course you did. <laughs> they hadn't, and I poked my head out. Didn't want anyone to see me. Just went back down. Would you have ate if what? What would you have if? If you'd gone up there and it was a light drizzle and the bag was wet, <laughs> and so was the I'd wrapping. Be, I'd be which... taking it back down to the house and at least just inspecting it in the safety of my kitchen. You know, wouldn't be. You would need it on the side. I got a sandwich pressed down there. We can see if we can, you know, pack a whack of this bitch back to life. You know, bit of Tabasco to make it fucking taste hot. Blow off the ants. <laughs> exactly. Get Louis to lick the ants off and then just fucking get to it. So I had, I woke up, Steph had to go to a baby shower with Evie. So I was sort of like, it was good. I was by myself, but I was also like lost. I was at sea. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So I just went to the fridge and I had like, there was some shit in there from dinner from like earlier in the week. So I had for breakfast schnitzels and roast potatoes. <laughs> Heat it up in the stove. I was just like, fuck this. Just pour it in there. And I'm like, this is such a weird breakfast. And Any that, sauce? I think it, sounds, it feels dry to me. Uh, the I think Tabasco. It was dry though. <laughs> it was dry. I can tell. Yeah, yeah, no, it was dry. Um, and then oh, I had a bit of Dijon actually. Okay. Still Dijon for breakfast after a big night. Not exactly what I'd be fucking. Not first cab <laughs> off the rank for me in terms of condiment options. No. Then I think I had a sausage roll, tomato sauce just for cricket. Came back Work from where? Ah, uh, from a server. <laughs> <laughs> Just a yeah. quick one, just to knock it down. You know, tied me over. Get me through. Did you have a chalky milk? No, dude. No, I didn't. I was almost vomiting, dude. I almost threw up fucking running between the wickets. It was a really slow outfield. So you'd you'd get onto it, but it would just... It would never make it to the boundary. So mm. you would have to run so mm. many singles. Anyway, then got home and I had to look after Evie. <laughs> Steph was going out somewhere. And while I was cooking Evie dinner, I just found some rice at the back of the fridge and some like sauce from a curry from the start of the week and I just fucking poured that all together and cooked it up. It was just like one of those ones where like Steph made meatballs for dinner, which is good. Everything pre dinner was fucking the biggest letdown of a meal I've ever had in my life. Well I'm not surprised why. But as a drillers today's episode brought to you by Good Day. 
the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, there's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit, having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, I liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a, it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. If you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop. Bang, rosé on there, code manly, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. All right, Eddie. Well, look, we're a bit light on this week. I don't know if we are or if we aren't. There's probably things you could talk about. Someone might be like, did you hear the water polo team got up? And I'd be like, no, I didn't because I have a life. But there is uh, the rugby league world, the world with which you and I bathe most comfortably possibly. There seems like there's just a little bit of, you know, the the off-season's starting to get to a few players. Things bubbling up. Things are happening. I think the Tigers of dirty merger fame have a couple of plays in some hot water. We'll get to that. Um, But... There was a story that came out that I thought was quite interesting and it just sort of was something I wanted to touch on in terms of celebrating the redemptive quality of rugby league and that was a yarn that they were saying with regards to one Matt Lodge as well as a couple other Broncos but Matt Lodge amongst his NRL uh, sort of fame he is also of uh, New York Rampage fame 
Yeah. Rikers Island uh, tenant fame. Mm. Going a bit loco. Going loco fame. Mm. Loco Lodge. Um, but from the sounds of it, the Broncos were somewhere in Queensland and he foiled some like domestic violence dispute. So, he did. Yeah. Him and a couple other players. I think maybe like Jordan Ricky. Yeah, and Ben Teo. Ben Teo? So, yeah, they were on their way home from dinner back to their hotel, and they kind of heard a woman screaming and like basically yelled to them, like, call the police, he's going to kill me. And so they gave her a lift, I think, back to her house. Um, and then they came back. Alex Glenn also came to like check everything was sweet at the house. And then apparently Jordan Ricky tackled the bloke to the ground and held him till police came. Wow. So there you go. You wouldn't want those boys rocking up in your doorstep. Well, it's almost the ultimate fucking... A-team? Well, but like karma. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like... Yeah, it is. You get bloody Loco Lodge knocking on the door when you're being a piece of shit. Like that guy was, and you go, oh, uh uh-oh. 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 We're in trouble now. Yes. So... And listen, not that we're... Apparently, in the P's and D's page, which is obviously private, but there was a couple of other ones that I heard from the weekend that involving some old footy players, which we won't mention, but it's like the boys are... They're still getting into their work in the preseason, and I'm talking about their off-season preseason. Mm. Or their off-field preseason, if that's it. Well, I think historically, February's probably always been one of the, the go-to months for an NRL scandal, would you say? Like, that's really where... The off-season's either the purest... Uh, just before dawn, as it were, yeah, like yeah, yeah, before yeah, yeah, the yeah. season, or right after the season. Yes, as in like Mad Monday, Mad Monday, yeah, Bali trip. There's usually like one massive one, maybe like in between end of season, start of season. So that's like your late December's, January's. There's usually like one big, but one. it's usually a standout sort of all by itself. yes, all on its own. Yep. And then, yeah, as you get closer to February, players get antsy. Then it's like, you know, all right, we can start getting back into a few fights and shit. Mm. Everyone's jacked. You know what I mean? Everyone's getting fucking swole for the season. <laughs> so they're just full of testosterone. Yeah. Um, but Zane Musgrove, is that his name? And another player from the Tigers. Again, I don't know if it's just frustration about the club they're at or whatever. Like, it's hard to know because... Well, they'd probably take a look at the roster and go, Jesus Christ. Like every Tigers fan. But they got arrested for some sort of... But then released without charge, I don't know. But basically for like a bit of a pub scuffle. But Zane Musgrove, I think, has form. I feel like Zane's been in trouble a couple of times. Just like, come on, brah. Woo up. You got anything to your... Uh, well, yeah, so they were arrested, um, not arrested, sorry, they were spoken to by police outside Coogee Bear Hotel. They were released without charge, but they, uh, so, sorry, it was Zane Musgrove and AJ Kapoa, and Kapoa got a $550 fine for, I think, like, offensive language or abusing police or something, like, yeah. So they didn't get arrested? I thought they did. No, 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 they got arrested and released without charge. Okay. But I don't think, it doesn't say here, I don't really think they got, like, taken back, kind of seems like it was more of an on the spot. On the street yeah, sort of. Yeah. Oh, I think they did get arrested. And the only reason I think so is because someone, or well, a friend of the show, VJ, shout out to you, bro, sent us a thing last night. Now, listen, this is a, this this segment's had a little bit of references to domestic violence, which obviously is fucking disgusting and reprehensible. But there was a story yesterday that that dude who hosts the fucking yeah. briefcase show, yeah. Andrew O'Keefe, yes. 
Former head of White Ribbon? Yeah. Founder as well. Which, Jesus. for those that don't know, is a domestic violence, violence charity. Yeah. So he's been accused or alleged or charged, but like it's before the fucking courts. He's not found guilty, but of domestic violencing his missus on Saturday night. Yeah. And in the article, it's like, was arrested at 3 a.m. and taken to the fucking, you know, wherever the Bondi Junction Police Station. Waverley, I think. Waverley Police Station. That's exactly it. And then in the exact same one, in the, in the article with Musgrove and Kapoa, it was like arrested at 3.30 da, 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 and taken to the Waverley Police Station. And VJ was like, dude, they were fucking definitely all locked up together at the exact same time. Like Andrew O'Keefe sitting in there with these two jacked NRL players who have just been fucking around as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Mate, that Andrew O'Keefe story, like rattling stuff. Well, he just, I mean, it's just, fucked up if you it's did. fucked up that's what i mean yeah if but like but i mean the the fact that he was a founder and like was yeah. a former chairman or something of that white ribbon foundation is like holy shit yeah i mean it's one of those things i guess it's just kind of like who knows what like um like you know, he was the, the what he did was great. The fucking the white ribbon and like there's a lot of uh, you know awareness around domestic violence because of white ribbon and everything they've done. But it's like, well, look, his what he's done there hasn't isn't hasn't like undone white ribbon's good work. But you're just like, ooh, were you a fraud or it's have un, you just it's undone his work? Well, completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not that's that's without question. But you're like, did you were you like a fraud or did you just like again alleged, but. Were you a fraud or did you just fucking lose control? Mm. Either way, we'll leave it before the courts. What did you make of... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Tough. Squeezing now. Squeezing now. Squeeze and now. Roger Tuovatsashek leaving. Oh, my God. He's going to rugby union. <laughs> yeah, he is. Now... I think that we all know that the Warriors are never going to win anything. They weren't going to. Well, like, never say never, right? Of course. Never say never. As Justin Bieber says in one of his famous songs, yes. I will never say never. never. Which really touched the hearts and minds of people all around the globe. Did. I will fight for forever. <laughs> and yeah. I think that for things to go that vile, they need to speak a little truth, Tom. Yes. And, you know... Truth is, Truth is the language of love. <laughs> <laughs> so, so where I'm, what I'm saying is... <laughs> squeeze it now. <laughs> the fact that... <laughs> should never say never, but I will say that they weren't going to win this year. Yeah, no, I will say that. <laughs> I'll say they were never going to win this year. This year. And that's why you get on your bike, don't you? Well, I mean, they're never going to win next year either. They're not going to win while he's in his prime. No, he was never going to win a comp at the Warriors. There you go. Let's say that. I'll say that. Yeah. Never say never, but he was never going to win a comp at the Warriors. Um, unless, like, you know. They did. Something, unless they did, and then you'd go, well, you never say never. But um, <laughs> should have listened to Justin. I, I think he will fucking still rip in Rugby Union. Because you know where it's sort of like in New Zealand, all the best players arguably go to Rugby Union and then the uh, the chaff, if you mm. will, mm. the leftovers go to the Warriors, largely. I think he is. He was signed by the Roosters. Like he he's that he's like a he's almost the one that got away from rugby. I feel as opposed yep. to like 
oh, here's some chaff that we th- well we thought was chaff, but it was actually wheat. You know? He played rugby union at school, I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the Auckland Blues like youth side. There's some videos of him going around there. Yeah. Where are they thinking he'll play? Fullback. Yeah. Oh, how's I'm his, assuming. He can how's his boot? He could, he could come bad. in on the wing. He get like he can. It's not like you can't learn play your trade and uh, out of position. He's and, got big levers. I'm sure he could fucking. Dude, his running is so good. And the thing, like in the NRL, it's not like with Australia where it's like, oh, Curtis Rohn has gone to play rugby union. It's like, oh, he's playing for the Wallabies. And everyone's like, oh, that's no no disrespect to Curtis, but like you couldn't even fucking make an, a rep side in rugby league. Mm. Whereas Tuivasa-Sheck was Dalia medalist, fucking premiership with the Roosters, was running for like 400 metres a game sometimes. Like, it was just ridiculous fucking numbers. Mm. You sort of go, like, his skill set seems like it's almost... Yeah. I think, mate, I think you'll do well. Yeah. I think you'll do very well. Like, he's a fucking... He's an animal, right? Yeah. He's built... He's built to play rugby league or rugby. Yeah, he's just a, he's just an athlete. He's an athlete, mate. Pure and simple. I'm just I was just curious. What's his boot like? If yeah. he's going to play fullback. Yeah, you'd want to have a boot because he, he used to kick conversions for the Roosters, didn't he? From memory. Yeah, I think he did do a bit of kicking. Not that once. they translate not, necessarily, but like he can. But that's a bit but... of a throwback. That's crazy. Did he kick for the Roosters? I, I think can't he remember might that have. as well. Can you look that up, please, Dior? That's I think interesting. He might have. I kind of feel like he might have as well. Um, but so if he, I mean, if he does want to play fullback, would he have to knock off um, Bowden Barrett for the All Blacks spot? Well, I mean, think he, he'd he'd he's got to knock off a fuckload of people. Isn't that all that Ben McKenzie as well? Like, I know more about New Zealand rugby, I think, than I do about what Australia has in the options. But like, look, he's got his work cut out for him. Um, he so he didn't kick for the Roosters, but he has done a bit of kicking for the Warriors, but not very much at all. Okay. Okay. That was a false memory. Yeah. yeah. I've got it in my head for some so reason. So do I. As soon as you mm. said it, I was like, oh shit, did he kick? False memory. Interesting. Dude, you can have him implanted into your brain. I think so. Definitely. You I- 100% can. But it's more, I think, like, I could tell you a false memory and then I could just keep saying it enough that then you would start to remember it. Remember it. it. But you're actually just imagining you're just rem- it. You're just remembering the images that I've put in your brain or the way you've imagined what I'm saying. That's right. And then that's now the memory. That's now the memory. What's it, the wow. Man- Mandela effect? Uh, Dave, that's I don't know. That's I've never heard yeah, of that. Yeah, shared false memory phenomenon, the Mandela effect. Why Mandela? Because I think... That feels like Mandela's because, name is getting sullied. Yeah. Well, no, 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 because back um, in like the 80s or 90s, people thought he had died in prison, like before he got released and became the prime minister or president. There. So everyone just thought he was dead. Everyone thought he kind of died, yeah. That's pretty fucking weird. Mm. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that ever. See, look, that's why you come to this podcast Mate. to learn new yeah. things. Yeah. The Mandela effect. Think, of it, as, think of it as school. Shared false memory? Shared false memory, yeah. Love that, Dave. Love that. Won't you forget go. that. Look at this little genius we fucking... Dior, you're, you're doing well today. Pulled out of the bong smoke. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling good today. I didn't have as big weekend as you boys and Perfect. you know had a nice that's coffee this is. morning. We just need so one here. of us to be sort yeah. of semi-lucid. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. We if, can... if, we're, if we're all in the trenches, it'd be tough. It'd be really, a real really, tough really one tough. today. It'd really, be a real really tough, tough one. So Mandela Effect is basically what you and I just experienced uh, and the punter and the dribble experience, which is a shared false memory. Mm. Roger, not a kicker for the Roosters. Someone was telling me, uh, Matho, a friend of the show, was telling me the other day. Good to see Matho. Just as we sort of uh, transition a little bit. He was saying that he had heard on the grapevine that, and this is manly chat now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That there was was potential for 
Uh, Kieran Foreman started at six with Cherry Evan at seven, and then Schuster at lock. Shiny Josh. Shiny Schuster. Josh at lock, and then uh, Jakey to foot to f- the front row. Then who's? Uh, so oh, because we've obviously lost AFB. Yeah, yeah, and then Tafua's out. So I mean, Schuster and then big enough to play back row. Well, apparently he can get up to like the high nineties. Can you just look up Josh Schuster's uh, di- dimensions, please? Mm. So if I mean, look if Josh and, and then I mean, so sorry, Marty Marty's not back until like round six or something. I think. Oh really? I think Marty's out for a little bit. Didn't know that. Josh Schuster. Oh wow, he's bigger than I thought. What, so one eighty-five centimeters, one hundred six kilograms. Oh oh what? Shit. Yeah. But yeah. I think I think high nineties is enough to play lock. But that's fucking heavy. Dude, one hundred six is back road central. Bro, where does he keep all of that? He's not even a big bloke. Well, he doesn't seem like he is. But again, one eighty-five. Like- that's I thought he was taller than that. That's what it says here on the Manly yeah. website. Yeah, but 160 well, that's kilos. That's right, obviously. He's thick. Fuck. He's, He's thick. Born in 2000. You know where they keep it? They keep it in the thighs, in the trunk, the and in the, the ass and the chest. Shoulders, arms, chest. <laughs> Basically all over your body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're the sum of your parts, essentially. <laughs> Strange, I know. <laughs> um, I like that. Because there was also yarns of Kieran playing at hooker, and I'm like, the man's already injury prone. Do we it, want him it, in the it, middle tackling monsters all day? That's exactly right. And it's that's not going to happen. No. They're not going to make him take 40, 50 tackles a game. Fuck, that's it's ridiculous. Good to see him in Marone again and all the team photos and shit. Like, you know what? He, but he looked great. He does. He looks fit as fuck, fuck. dude. Yeah, I reckon he's come to fucking party. Yeah, that's what he's I come to party. I'm wondering whether he's on what sort of diet he's on. Now, look, obviously, we are. We've got the ear of a few higher-ups at the club. I just want to know if they can just let us know, DM us, whatever, mm. what diet's Kieran on. Because mm. Daddy Berm's actually officially 1st of Feb, first day of the year. Not on a diet per se, but I'm just I'm putting the wrap and rolls away. I'm on black coffee, no more milk. What about, what about wrap and rolls on the weekend? Well, I'm not drinking for February except for a couple of occasions. Right. But that's still like I'm. I'm not saying like I'm not one of those people saying I'm doing dry Feb, but I'm not. I'm just saying I'm not drinking except for a couple of occasions. One of which is coming up this weekend, I believe. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, twelve to twelve for twelve thirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd just be very keen to know what diet Kieran's on because Kieran's on because he looks fucking svelte. He does. He looks. He looks fucking. Hot. He's in great Nick. Yeah, he's, he's in, in hot Nick. Nick. He's yeah, in hot, hot Nick. boy Nick. Yeah. And I look at him and I say, that- "You look so hot that I'm now convinced you've got another premiership in you." Yeah, is that is that two time premiership winner Kieran Foran? That's what, what I'm thinking. That's like what I me. that's what I see when I look at him. I yeah. go, "That bloke's got another premiership in him." Yeah, is it is it a 2021 premiership? Yeah, ten years since we won, ten year anniversary, beautiful synergy. Yeah, it is. It's a nice one. Nice one. Back where it all began. I think there's something I there. think it's, it's definitely something to think about. But all I wanted to say was I heard that and I really liked it. Because, I mean, Jake can play it up the fucking front and chuck nut all day. Like oh, he, loved he played front row for... Did he play front row for New South Wales? Or am I, I think I he has in the up? past. Yeah. I think he has in the past. He's big enough to do it. Yeah. And, and he's got I the mean, heart of a line. They asked Adam Fenua Blake of Turncoat fame, of D or Dave fame, <laughs> yeah. um, the other day about who's the hardest tackler you've had to come up against. And he said, Jake Jaboyevich. No doubt. Like, mm. it's Jake Jaboyevich. Mm. Mm. Does that surprise anyone listening? There is a part of me, Eddie, and obviously I know that my body, your body, Dave's body, they're not conditioned for the rigors of NRL football, at least not anymore. You want him to snap you? I want to be snapped by Jake. But I also... I d- sort of do, but I also don't want to break ribs. That's Apparently the, that's, that's the problem. Uh, that's the problem. Like, yep. imagine laying on the couch being like, I just got snapped by Jake, and I've literally... He's, he's, he's 
snapped four or five of my ribs. Yeah, but he doesn't he doesn't breathe. hit you high, so he might he might snap but your ribs pelvis. Go... He might. Yeah, but he'd he's more to, of a. You'd have to snap you around the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he'd probably. Yeah, I'd let him snap me around the hips, the hips and the thighs. But I think you'd want not to around have, the ribs. No, you just want to have a doctor on hand because if he hits you, if he snaps you in the thighs, he might sever a femoral artery, and that's actually you bleed out very quickly with that. So you just want to have maybe ankles is safe. Yeah, that's true. Ankles then it's not much of a. Snapping. I don't want him to. And with the greatest respect, like Jarrell Yao Yimi and fucking or Drew Mitchell me or whatever, when your ankles like facing the other way. Just around the side. Yeah. But don't hurt my kidneys and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Do we wear, can you wear like padded suits? Like, and then you go like, snap me though. Like you can snap me now, but I don't want you to hold back. I'm wearing some padding, so I'm, you're not going to like hurt my organs, but snap me, Jake. Mm. And like, you'd have to run at him. Yeah, yeah. You got to run at him and he's got to snap you. <laughs> like the stuff they train dogs in, you know, that, that sort that of shit. Of but I want to be able to get a bit of a head of steam up. Or maybe you let him just run at you as well. So it's like, a, yeah. a, an easily stoppable force, <laughs> or sorry, an unstoppable force and an easily removable object being us. Yeah, I like that. Those dog suits, like they, they train fucking guard <laughs> yeah, dogs. Canines, in. But yeah. I think a bit smaller. Maybe a little bit more nimble. Because I want to be able to feel the snap. Yeah. Well, you, mate, you'd feel the snap. Yeah, but I want to. You'd wear one of those sumo suits and feel the snap. Yeah, but I want to feel the snap. Anyway, that's something to think about, Jake. Reach out. Um, but what I'm saying in a roundabout way, just to bow, like. Manly yeah. is that I think we'll win this year. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Dude, that's funny. I think so too. Especially that with the news that Shiny Josh can play back row and he's big and thick as fuck and mm. he can play the ball. I've always loved Eddie and I think Manly's always loved. And I think Manly fans have always loved. When we've had a bit of a fucking ball playing back rower, mm. I'm assuming Josh bit more of an edge man. Don't know if he's going to be in the middle. Um, and, you know, linking up with his center and his half and just doing a little... Glenn Stewart, Kieran Foran, Jamie Lyon number. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it feels right. It feels right. Look, we could be completely off. This could be all bullshit, but it sounds nice. We heard it from a person. It feels nice. Yep. And I'd like to know if there's any merit in it. So let us know. Let us if know. If you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't think... I've only got one more rugby league story, Eddie, of mine. Uh, and it was more Joseph Suwali of... The most hyped fucking child star in the history of Australian sport fame. Yep. Of on fucking stupid money. Of on the... And he's only 17 or... Is he eight? Is he, is he, is no, he he's even 18 yet? Yeah. He's, he's not 18. He's 17. He's 17. And he, they want him to be able to debut before he's 18, which you have to be 18 to play rugby league now. Yeah. Whereas you used to be like Jordan Aiken or whatever his name was, debuted and he was 16, scored four tries. Anyway, Joseph... Was it Souths? Then the Wallabies wanted him, and then there was a big bidding war, and then the Roosters somehow, through what can only be assumed would be allegedly just gross, under-the-table payments, allegedly, uh, they secured him, but now he's already made the emerging Blues squad without playing a game of NRL. And I'm cool with it, I guess, but I'm like, is this the most uh, under-pressure fucking kid in the history of... Australian sport. Yeah, look, you could argue both sides of the coin. You could say, you could listen to what people say and go, this kid, like, is so fucking goddamn special that, you know, you just had to throw the kitchen sink at this kid. And, like, you know, off the back of that, you get him in and around rep footy and get him to, you know, feel it. Yeah. Taste it. Taste it. See what it's all about. Run waters. Yeah. Play your role. Yeah. And just, you know, get around the system. You know, meet other potential 
teammates moving Potential forward. future throbbers. That's right, that's right. You could argue that, but then you could also argue... The Emerging Blues squad should be called Potential Future Throbbers. Yeah, that's because that's what it is. That's what it is. The Potential Future Throbbers. The Potential Future Throbbers PFTs. Squad. Yeah, the PFTs. Are you a PFT? Yeah, I am. Well, that's right. Or you could argue that you're just heaping a shitload of pressure on these kids and that, you know, is that in any way positive? Like, is that going to have any positive effect whatsoever? Yeah. It'd look, it'd or is be, it all largely unnecessary? I guess if you're gonna be a if you're gonna be a big like Wayne man, Wayne Bennett, who you know one of the greatest man managers of all time, thinks bad thing to pressure. Yeah. yeah, but also the bigger the biggest dicks rise when called upon. Ponga, shitloads of hype. He's throbbed. Yep. Curtly, shitloads of hype. Throbbed. throbbed. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that this kid will be very very special. So I think it's all a little bit much. But is it necessary is the argument. You know what I mean? So I heard – I think I saw uh, Willie Mace Mason on uh, the social media platform that goes by the name of Twitter mentioning or saying that, like, by putting him in the Blues squad now, it means that Queensland can't poach him. I'm like, but sure, no, they can't poach him anymore anyway. Mate, the rules are pretty st- – there is actually an infographic that I used to have on my phone explaining eligibility, Dave. It's probably something you should read, um, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> and it's pretty, like, it's a little confusing, but it's not that confusing. Yeah. And I would be surprised if, like, putting someone into a, a, an emerging blues squad doesn't... He would have to be in both camps for that to be like a deciding factor. Do you know what I mean? And it's not even, I don't even remember it being on the infographic. So I think Willie's just dribbling, which should surprise no one. No, that seems right up his alley. Um, Cool. Like to know that he's blue though. Yeah, it's always- I've never thought about it before. No. It it had never crossed my mind about where he's, what camp he's in. Because, you know, you can never have too many elite cattle and off the back of- this year, or last year's performance, you just ask yourself... It was a COVID year, mate. It was a write-off. It was a write-off. It was a COVID year. But they've got some shiny toys in the in the cot. Yeah. In their cot. Yeah. So we need shiny... Queensland cot. Yeah, Queensland yeah. cot's full of shiny toys. Yeah. Ours is as well, but it's... The shine went off a couple of toys last year. Yeah, it did. It did. Which was tough. Uh, is the, that paint, rugby- the paint came off. The paint came off. Is that rugby league? Yeah, I think so. The batteries came out. Batteries not included. In your shiny Well, toys. that was what? The batteries weren't included. Which we thought... We went were. to turn them on. We um, went to turn them on. Ah, no batteries. Fine print. Mm. You know what the biggest criminal fucking... The, the, one of the most criminal things in just society is? Fine print. Basically, something so small you can't read that is meant to be like, absolve you of all of the misleading things that you might have said. But it's also inherently misleading because they write this, well, you can't read it. Exactly. So like whenever I was watching these, I was just, it's funny, I I literally was thinking about this yesterday or the day before, probably yesterday because I was cynical and upset and just angry at the world due to my headspace. But like all the banking ads and car ads and like, you know, drive away, no no more to pay, fucking and ninety, whatever, ANCAP safety rating, fucking da 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 like you can get this thing. And then just the bottom, I can see there's writing there, but I can't read the fucking thing. And it's only up there for a certain amount of time. I'd have to pause the TV, take a screenshot, and then like zoom in to have any chance of actually seeing what the fuck it is. And it's like basically just going, everything we're saying here could be bullshit. 
if you can be bothered to read the bottom. It's the worst. In, have you ever seen one of the, like, an American pharmaceutical commercial? Yes, dude. That's no. the biggest offender. It's Bro. like, the ad is like, you know, people happily frolicking in a field, family time, having good together. And they'll either, like, say it really quickly or at the end, or it's in the fine print, and it's just like, side effects may include, like, starvation, death. Heart like, attacks, an extra fucking arm, hemorrhages, like, yeah. like, all this shit. When I was over there, and this was when I realized that, uh, I was too young to have had shingles, even though I had them. Uh, was like the ad in America was for the it was for like shingle medication, and it was all like old people riding bikes and like <laughs> <laughs> it was like have you got shingles or did I get this medication for the shingles? But then it, yeah, it was just all like hundred year old people like you know with their grandkids and riding for the fucking you know. But then at the end, it's like side effects may cause. It's almost like that spoken by Jeku. Yeah. But you're just like, oh, okay, so you want me to get this medication for my shingles, but I might get fucking a brain hemorrhage from it. You're like, Jesus Christ. At least they tell you, though. At least it's not just in fine print underneath a fucking banking ad. Anyway. That's rugby league. That's got to be rugby league, right? Obviously, we always knew that after such a crushing defeat at home to the Indians, Test Cricket were talking, that there would be a post-mortem. Fallout. Nuclear fallout. It's begun. It's begun in earnest now. Justin Langer, who we were praising as you know one of the saviors of Australian Test cricket after the fucking debacle of South Africa, and you know retaining the Ashes away from home first time since two thousand one. That was sort of like the culmination of his work, right? Now questions have been asked about his leadership style, um, which was what we were celebrating. Yeah, which is what we were. It's exactly right, and the intensity by which he brings to the dressing room. Now, a couple of sources inside. I don't know who they'd be. Like, if you're in, like, who's talking to the media? Salty players could be someone dropped. Could be someone left out. Have to be right. Like you think you think drop players first and foremost. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, her coming out saying that, you know, he's not lost half the dressing room, but sort of had during the season. Like, people weren't listening to him, and some people were, and that, you know, he's getting players offside and fucking, you know, got the bowlers offside by going too intense at lunch and, you know, getting a bowl here and there and everywhere. And I'm like, what's going on here? Like, isn't that his role to sort of... He's got a role there, but also, like... If you're out there and you notice that a bowling tactic's not working, you're not going to be like, oh, well, fucking JL said we had to do it. Like, you're going to sack up and try and yeah, have a crack yourself, right? That's exactly right. Like, you're going to try it for a bit and then go, mad it wasn't working. Like, now, are we... Are we but loose- who's telling Pat Cummins what to do? But are we also loosely talking about... The way you sort of just told me that bit of information, there's also a part of me that thinks, like, he may have never actually told that to the bowling group. Or did you actually remember reading that? No, I read it. Oh, okay, good. I was like, fuck, we could just be getting wild. No, no, I read that. That's I read that. <laughs> I did read that. I did read that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be telling people. Overcomplicating things. Yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. Apparently. Well, I was the one that I thought was more funny was that he blew up at a player for trying to take a fucking cheese toast. I was gonna I was gonna get to that. <laughs> I wanna know when he took it onto the field. I also wanna know who did it. Who do we think did it? I think Marnus did it. I feel like Marnus feels too close. You need to be somewhere where you can, you know, kind of just nip away for a second and go get it. And the, no, uh, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. When did he take it onto the field? Like, are to you say to play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it says in this article, um, during the Brisbane Test, Langer ordered a player not to persist with a habit of taking a toasted sandwich. 
So it's not the first time he's done it. Onto the f- to field yeah. during play. That's ridiculous. Okay. Well, look, if it's... Well, I'm just trying to think about personality-wise, who's fucking weird enough to do that? But hang on. I'm still confused. Why is that... Like, yeah, you get a serving for that, don't you? Yeah. Why have you got a fucking toasted sandwich in your pocket? Especially That's when, weird as shit. Especially when we've already got, like, a history of bringing things onto the field we shouldn't. Now, I'm not sure whether the ICC has outlaw- outlawed the toasty onto the field... But it could be misconstrued that you're trying to grease it, you know, like fucking... But also, that's what lunch and tea are for. Correct. Eat then. Would you take a fucking sandwich onto the game during a soccer match? They go for no, they're yeah. 90 minutes. How hungry are you, dude? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? You must be ravenous. Yeah, you must What are they be feeding Malnourished. You? I was under the impression he was like, he took it on there during... You know, went on for like an anthem or something. I don't know. I didn't really think about it. Also a weird time if you were having a ham and cheese toasty while singing the national anthem. But <laughs> It's true. Kind of patriotic as well, though. Sort of. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. if that's a, Is that a national sandwich? Do we have a national sandwich? We have. It's a lamington. Well, it's sausage well, that's roll. not a sandwich. No, it's not, but it's national. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm into the lamington. A sausage sizzle. That's the national sandwich. Yeah, I guess so. I think so. Yep, I like that. I'll go along with that. Yep. Uh, so, so, I mean, we're no... Closer to working out who it is. If it isn't Manus, what, Nathan? Is it something where it's like, I feel like I am superior enough in this team that I can do what the fuck I want? Well, let's think about it logically, right? If, knew, if they're, if they're you're taking, you're, you're going on there to bowl, you've just taken the new seed, he's like, well, I've got, you know, I've got an hour at least, probably, before, before I'm called on, so, maybe at least 45 minutes. So maybe it's not even, so you're saying it, it would, but. It's either it's either Nate. It probably isn't the bowlers then, right? Well, I think it's potentially Nathan, Nathan because he's yeah. he does he. Where does he field? He doesn't field in close, does That's he? That's what I mean. So he's got a bit of room to move, and he's got time on his side because he knows that he's probably going to bowl fucking you know after at least half an hour. You know, Mitch. Yeah. And the and, country boy, and Mitch and Nathan Pat, as well. Nathan's and body doesn't scream like elite athlete, right? Like he doesn't have the body of an elite but athlete. But I look at him and I go, that man eats toasted sandwiches. That's it. He's got a body that looks, he looks like a toasted sandwich. He does. He, he, I look at him, I go, mate, you eat toasted sandwiches. I look yeah. at that little, that, you know, the that little, little, that little skinny tiny, fat gut. the little skinny fat gut, which is, you know, fueled on toasted sandwiches. Yeah. And I think to myself, you like them. You love toasted sambos. Now, there's no judgment here. I'm a fucking huge toast. I mean, you can probably tell. Huge toasted sandwich fan. Not this month. But I feel like, Nathan, that that makes sense to me here. The other thing I would say, just if we're, if we're going down this toasted sandwich rhetoric, which I think we should, yeah. we need to unpack this. Is Nathan getting too comfortable? Like, is he so comfortable in his 100th test? He goes, I can um, do whatever the fuck I want. Or has he always done this? And now JL, when we're down fucking, you know, it's one all and we're backs against the wall and it's it's looking more and more dire. Mm. Is he then blowing up about the toasted sandwich thing? Because that's a problem. If he if he's always then then done it. Because there's no consistency no. there. He needs, if he's always done it, then give that man, give him a fucking breville. Get a breville out there if mm. he needs it. Like. Yep. Mate, toast them on the fucking sideline. You know what I mean? Twelfth man, just there with a bloody thing of butter. You because you got to butter both sides of the bread first, otherwise it sticks to it's a whole shit fight, right? Yeah, yeah. Probably don't put any tomato in there because that's no way. Why? Because tomato is ninety percent water or whatever it is, and it fucking heats up. It's like drinking boiling water. Eating boiling water. Fuck it, burn his mouth to shit. He just needs some ham, some cheese. 
and he needs a condiment. Yeah. You know, like a beautiful relish or yeah, like a, something like in a there, nice right? beautiful yeah, yeah. chutney. Oh, the bloody what's that relish we used to get all the time when we were in uni at Bathurst? Chutney. Pickled, pickled relish or some shit. Oh yeah, I forgot we about that. That was sick. That dude. was really good. Was it pickle relish? I think it, it was. It was like pickle relish. Shout out to dribbles, pickle relish. Shit. Yeah, fuck yeah. And that was that was essential in any toasted sandwich made in that. We house. used to eat a shitload of toasted sandwiches, yeah. bro. Dude, that's uni diet. And chicky burgs. Yeah, chicky burgs that were thir- chicken burgers that were thirty percent chicken. Because our friend Jarch used to like not started not eating chicken burgers, and we used to love chicken burgers, right? Yeah. And we were like, mate, well, it was a pack why? of thirty for like ten bucks. We're like, why wouldn't you eat chicky burgers with it? And he's like, uh, have a look at the packet. And we did. And it was 30% chicken. And look, the intake went they down. Look, they look they like didn't... hash browns. <laughs> they look like hash browns and they were 30% chicken. But <laughs> that was so good. They I'm, were good. I'm confused where you guys are buying 30 packs of chicken burgers for 10 bucks. Woolworths or Coles. And do, are they frozen? Yes. And it's just the patties or it's the whole burger? Patties. Oh, it's the patties. Oh, it's the patties. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we yeah. would make chicky burgers yeah, with yeah. the patty. <laughs> That was thirty percent. Was it and was it an oven kind of deal? No, no we'd my pan, fry pan. Fry, <laughs> fry pan. Oh, okay, no, that's that's impressive. We'd fry pan and then no, we'd fry pan them and then you'd get them on the and then you'd toast them and then you put them in the bread and toast them. Wouldn't we we'd put them on a toasty after that? I can't remember. Look, to be honest, we'd eat them. We'd eat them uh, on the rocks. We'd eat them neat. <laughs> <laughs> Lick them while they're frozen yeah, on a hot day. However we wanted it. You know, the yeah. Chicky Burg was... But the uh, Chicky Burg reigned supreme. Yeah, it did. Um, Where am I? Relish. Relish. He's yeah. got relish on there. Twelfth man on the sideline making toasted sambos for Lion, mm. if that's what he needs. If that's what he's always done throughout his career, get the Breville down there, get the twelfth man making toasted sambos. If... It's not the first. If it if he hasn't been doing this his whole career, and this is just a symptom, and again we don't even know if Nathan's done it, but we've, we we're going to go with Nathan. If this is just a symptom of someone that has become too comfortable in the team, and now I can start fucking taking sandwiches out onto the goddamn field, then JL's right to pull him up. I would also argue the other side. Let's assume it is Nathan, which we think it probably is. Yeah, he didn't take many wickets. He didn't close out matches. Now, if that is a symptom of him being denied his right. To a toasted to a gorgeously appointed toasted sandwich mm. with all the condiments yeah, and all yeah, the right things on it. Relish. Then you start to ask yourself: Is this you know have you gone too far the other way? Yeah, because he used to close out matches for us, and he hasn't recently. He didn't in Sydney, and he didn't at, at the Gabba. Have you stepped over the line? JL? Have you stepped over the line? Have you robbed a man of confidence? Yeah. Confidence that he gains through the power and the majesty of the toasted sandwich. With every bite of a toasted sambo, he you know is closer to. His 400th wicket, fueled on toasted sambos. And again, if he's always been doing it, then JL, you need to know your role and you need to back off. <laughs> back off, bro. Again, we're assuming a lot here, but I feel like this is like point, like make a better argument than Nathan Lyon, who doesn't have to bowl immediately and. Doesn't feel it in close doesn't and feel in close. looks like he eats toasted sandwiches. Looks like a fucking the human and, toasted sandwich. you know, sings the fucking victory song. He's played 100 tests. He's almost got 400 wickets, so he's got clout for days. Has a, has a hot miss. He's out. threatened by no one. There's no. no other spinner you'd fucking pick. No. Like, no one else can spin the ball at all. No. So, like, your you're, you're place in the side is locked the fuck down. Third highest wicket taker ever in Australia. Yeah. So like, like, the guy's fucking... If it's not him, then who? That's what I'd say. That's the that's a man of confidence taking a toasted sambo on the field. But where do we get to with JL? Uh, I think that everyone needs to also calm 
Is there is there a t-shirt brand called like comma la fuck down or some shit? Is anyone seen that? Can you just look that up? Com- comma la fuck down or something? I'd say what, this com is the garçon. Nah, I don't know. Just look know. for calm, like calm the fuck down. Yeah, <laughs> the, what I would say as well is you remember in that te- the the test documentary, um, Kawaj is like, oh, everyone's walking on eggshells, everyone's scared. Mm. Upon reflection, I don't. That's not necessarily a good thing. Like, no, definitely it, not. no, because no, but it implies that there's a lot of beaters in the side that can't handle themselves and they don't want to get yelled at by daddy. You yeah. know what I well, mean? Well, that's the problem with the Australian cricket team now. It never used to be the coach running the team. Like John Buchanan, I'm sure John was good, but if John looked at punter the wrong way, you would have got a fucking smack, right? Like, mate, John did fuck all. Yeah. John just, John just, John rode the coat, coat yeah. tails. Yeah. He knows that. We all know that. With the greatest respect to John, well, he did of absolutely course. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> And had one of the great jobs of all time. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, it's, cha- it's certainly changed. And to be honest, those boys needed a fucking a leader, an alpha, to go in there and tell them what's what. But that doesn't mean that you should be fucking scared of him. You just, you just follow his lead, right? I think it's just because we haven't got a captain with any fucking... Like, Tim, we do, but, like, might take Tim Payne out of the equation when it was back to smudge... Post Clark, post punter, we didn't have a captain that was like a man. We had a boy captain. We had a Peter Pan captain, right? Mm. And so it was like, this guy isn't a leader of men, which we found out, but he's not like assertive alpha. His voice sounds like he's fucking sucking on helium balloons. Like, there's nothing about him where you're like, oh, this guy, you know, I want him to, you know, just throw me in the fucking long grass and have his way with me, right? Like, there's just none of that. There was none of that. Nah, and that's what you need nah, to be able I, to. Did, I wasn't. I didn't want him to tell me. No, nah, not even a little bit. Not even right? a little bit. And you need you need some of that. You need a little bit of that. A life. lot of it preferred. You need a lot of it. You need a lot of it to basically negate the coach. That's right. To make the coach like sort of a more John Buchanan as opposed to a well, JL. More, well, more. Have you considered this? Have you considered that? Some tactic here, some tactic there, some yes. opinion here, some here opinion there. This is what it's like when I played, as opposed to like you know a rugby league coach. Who Which is, is more sort of picking the side, like, holistic. The, the captain used to pick the side, right? Am I incorrect? In saying well, they that? used to be a selector. Yes. Are they not anymore at all? No, they're not. See, that's bullshit. They're not a selector now. I think they have a say in. They have they, their opinion is asked for, but they're not in a selector. That Whereas seems- they used to be an out and out selector. Yeah, to me that seems like the. Uh- well, they took. They wanted to take the pressure off the table by by, you know, if some if the captain's picking this bloke over that bloke, that it created. They thought it yeah. created an well, environment fuck, it worked where- for a hundred years. Well, they've basically desexed the Australian captain, right? They have. They've, they've, ta- yeah, they've, yeah, they've, they've taken his nuts. They've taken his nuts. You're dead right. You've they've taken his nutsack off. Give the nuts back to the Australian skip and give mm. him the power to fucking yeah. make decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You take the nuts off a man and then you're, you're upset that he's like not killing it. It's like, well, he doesn't have any balls. Yeah, yeah. Where's he getting his testosterone Yeah, exactly. From? He's depleted. T- he's a eunuch. He looks down. He knows he's a eunuch. <laughs> he's a fucking eunuch, dude. <laughs> he's a vibrato now or whatever it is. He knows, mate. Castrato. Castrato. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, huge yarns this week. Massive. Honestly, what we've been waiting to get to. That's right. Big Bash League final. Now, sent this uh, article by um, a dribblet and good friend of the show, 
Carly Austin, whom we all love here. Uh, she is the, well, she's our friend, but she's also the uh, fiance of one Hamish Noble Street. And not no testicle balls, I mean bowls, no balls for Thick Ropes County 11, who I may have been talking about at the start of the podcast. Didn't name it. She sent us an interesting article about sort of this new, I guess, uh, marketplace within sport and specifically in NBA at this stage. But so, you know, there's a lot of like, you see heaps of people now have been forever, but like into sports cards. Oh, this Babe Ruth card sold for like fucking $10 million, whatever it is. And then now that the sports card industry is almost like, excuse me, booming again. Mm. I'm not into it. No disrespect to anyone who is, but I'm just sort of a bit like, whatever. It's Pokemon cards for adults. But, there is this new thing that Carly was telling us about, which is like the modern version of that, which is where uh, you're able to buy almost the highlight of a moment. So you will own the the, the footage of the moment. So I'm just going to read this article here a little bit. Of yeah, flesh I, it out a bit. Because we're talking about this on the weekend. Yeah. I'd like some clarity around a few things. So it's called a digital collectible, I guess. And yet another sign of the upward ascendancy of both the sports card and digital collectible markets, three limited edition NBA highlight video cards have sold for more than $30,000 over the past 10 days on NBA Top Shot, a blockchain-based platform that allows fans to buy, sell, and trade numbered versions of specific video highlights. It's pretty fucking interesting, right? Like, like what sold? Uh, the NBA Top Shot is a joint venture starting and best known for the creative crypto. No, 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 no. Most probably a blockchain based game. After packs sell out, the only way to acquire NBA Top Shots is on the peer to peer marketplace. Once purchased, those highlights go into a buyer's encrypted secure wallet, highlight wallet. Each individual NBA Top Shot video card has value due to its authenticity and scarcity being secured by a blockchain. Since its launch, the company has reportedly registered nearly $20 million in sales, $6 million from PAX, and $14 million on its secondary marketplace with upwards of 1.5 trading volume. But I want to know what people have bought. Here it is, huh? I think... Skyrocketing value of NBA top shots recently has you know, on January fifteen a Jai Morant highlight uh, number one out of forty nine was purchased off the platform's secondary marketplace for a then record thirty five grand. According to the Action Network, the Morant highlights original owner got it out of a pack and sold it in November. So I guess similar to cards, you can get packs of highlights, right? So you get packs of cards, you don't know what you get, and then in there you get some fucking cool shit. Right. But who owns them? Like, does the broadcaster own the rights before that? Yeah, that's. I'm, I'm not 100% sure here. Uh, the new owner then sold it last week for 35 grand, making an exceptional return on investment less than 50 days. Uh, Morant Sale Group investors bought a LeBron James dunk highlight. So, um, four days after the Morant Sale, a group of investors bought a LeBron James highlight uh, for 47000 then on Friday, a collector purchased a number one LeBron James moment from Top Shots from the Top Series 1 set for a whopping 71000 And that, because I think the idea is then you own that moment in time. But what I don't get is what differentiates that between me just going onto YouTube and downloading a video and having it saved. Nothing. It's more about like if it was going to be, I think if it was going to be used, 
Well, you then have the right. You to then have the right. Like yeah. I think that maybe yeah. there'd be something like that. But also, there's nothing stopping you from owning a fucking LeBron James rookie card and me owning one as well. But they're still maybe scarce, and mm. that's that, how. Yeah. You've probably got some cool watermark with the number, the serial number. Yeah, on some something like that. I'm just trying to. Like, so here, last week a new all-time record was established for an extremely rare PSA 9-graded 1952 Tops Mickey Mantle rookie card. So this is a card sold for $5.2 million. Fuck me dead. Right? That is outrageous. Ridiculous. Anyway. What, what moment would you buy if you could buy one? That's the great question. What moment would you buy? Um... Because, I mean, there's plenty you could do. And I guess it depends what the moment is. Like, if you want the greatest, like, a moment in sort of a global sports situation. I or think, if you, you know, backyard stuff. Backyard stuff. Uh, so, like, what you mean backyard is in, like, me hitting a conversion from the sideline <laughs> on my bad side when I was 14? Like, that? Or no, I mean, like, like I mean, people. like, Steve War last yeah, ball of the day. Peter Siddle hat trick on his Peter Siddle hat trick. Look, I love Siddle, but it wouldn't be Siddle's hat trick because we lost the series and he... And we drew that test, and yeah, you know. we lost the series three yeah, one. Yeah. And it's Peter Siddle. It's Peter Siddle. That's also with the greatest respect. Um, I would go. Fuck. Now I'm trying to think about ones where you'd go like, "What to get played heaps?" If you wanted to, I'd get. I'd Shane Warne's seven hundredth wicket to get played a fuckload. Mm. Warney's seven hundredth wicket would, but I'm all, and so it is fucking gadding ball. But they're all very generic. Steve Menzies try in the grand final yeah well that's the one we were talking about on the weekend were we yeah, fuck we I don't were. remember yeah, that yeah, at all yeah, yeah yeah the Tedesco winning origin in the last minute not bad pretty recent again I don't know mm. I think maybe I, I just get a bit more of a nostalgia boner than, but the recent ones are probably the ones where you'd, you're better off getting Joey them, right? going blind in 97 Joey going blind unfortunately breaking our hearts but still one of my favourite Rabs call ever is that moment um, imagine owning that yeah being like, no one else can watch it yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've taken it off. Um, this is a bit different, but uh, Mick Fanning getting attacked by a shark. That'll get played a lot. It would. It's not really a moment in sport, but it is. Well, it is a moment it's in sport. It's a moment in sport, absolutely. Um, Sterling Mortlock's intercept against the fucking All Blacks. Yes. That was a good one. I mean, similar to the Mick Fanning, would you get Andrew Simon shoulder charging the streaker? Yes, only that would if, be. If it was a cheap one, like yeah. you know, unblurred dick as well. You'd yeah. want the unblurred. No, I, yeah, well, you'd, of course. If I'm buying it, I'm getting unblurred. Yeah, you, you want to see that thing get whiplash. Well, because apparently unblurred, the man's immense. Like the thing whips around. <laughs> of course, like a he fucking is. Stock whip. <laughs> <laughs> Not big enough to intimidate Roy, though. Oh, no, no. nothing is. Nothing is. Well, Roy's bigger. Roy, so, yeah, Roy's a monster. Yeah, from yeah. from what we've heard, um, like John Eel's fucking conversion, shit like that. Yeah, John Eel's conversion. Todd Kefu's try. Yep. Um, what else did you? I, I'd buy Johnny Wilkinson's drop goal and burn it. Yeah. So yeah, no yeah, one could watch yeah, it again. Yeah, watch it again. We're like, oh, what do you mean? I'm like, oh yeah, there was a drop. No, goal. it was gone. Like, people know it happened, but you can't ever watch you it. You never watch ever. it again. No, yeah. we burnt it. I'd take the 08 grand final and just lock it away somewhere. Is it time to dribble? I think so, bro. I actually think it is. Yeah, good. Let's do it. Let's rip. Tom, Eddie, Dior, it's Grandpa Joe here. Just a quick one on a Thursday morning. Um, Tom, happy birthday to little Evie Rose. My question is, uh, was there your staple party food at her birthday party, i.e. fairy bread, little sausage rolls, party pies, all that sort of good stuff? Um, And what... 
all three of you, what's your go-to when you see that table lined up full of full of food at the kids' birthday party? Are you going for the fairy bread first, or are you going for a sausage roll dipped right up to your fingers in sauce? Um, what's your fave? What's your flavour? Love to know. Uh, be soon. Thanks, Gramps. Um, uh, there wasn't really like a full birthday party uh, repertoire thing for her. She's, you know, what are we just young. She is young. We had uh, we had like pastries and shit, Danishes and fucking, you know, classed it up a bit, almond croissants and things like that. Well, because it, like, I mean, it was mace. It was pretty. It was all adults except for Evie. So like, we're not sort of getting into the fairy bread as mm. much as as uh, the younguns. Now to his question, re well, I tell you what did happen though. We gave her like two mouthfuls of cake across the whole day, maybe three. And by the end of the day, seeing the effect of sugar on a young first time she really had sugar, mm. seeing the effect of sugar on a young body, like a young person, and you're just seeing how fucking different, like how much it actually was affecting her was wild. Like what? Like she just couldn't control herself. Like she wasn't, like she was fine, but she was just. Wired, bro. Like walking, you would not stop walking around the, the living room, stamping her feet and like just screaming and like banging on shit and then picking something up, walking off. And we were like, holy fuck. Like sugar is no joke, especially on a young person. Like this tiny little body who's had like a mouthful of cake and then she's just bouncing off the walls. That's hilarious. It's hilarious. And also not a great advertisement for sugar. Um, and also now I completely understand what parents talk about and they're like, fuck, the kids have had cordial and they're just jacked to the oh team. yeah fully you hear you know about that I mean? you hear about that and i'm like oh dude that just sounds like nightmare fuel like she we couldn't stop it she was sweaty she just like yeah and she was fine but she just couldn't stop she was like what is in my body you know in like um what is it when uh someone's like jacked full of adrenaline or something and then they come i think it's like an a jonah hill movie or something fuck it whatever super gonna, bad yeah there's one where he's like passing out and then he's it's the is it in wolfing i think it's getting to the greek fuck it who cares um in terms of the party food for me to be lamingtons i think we said lamingtons earlier in the show love lamingtons lamingtons are my go-to sausage rolls party pies sure um remember frankfurt's yeah frankfurt's are good but frankfurt's also like they're the chicky burger the sausage world right? that's right yeah yeah, two percent sausage that's right But I like fairy bread too. See, I'd, fairy bread's never, ever made sense to me. My really? cousin, shout out to Hamish McGilvray of, uh, if you see him, Rob him fame. He was fucking oddly obsessed with fairy bread for like the longest time growing up. Like whenever we would go to their house for Christmas or for birthdays or whatever it was, he was just eating that shit. Like <laughs> everyone would get lunch and then he'd have hundreds and thousands on bread. And I was always like, this is a bizarre commitment to hundreds and thousands. Like even when it wasn't his birthday, he was eating it, bro. Every day he'd have it. He'd have he'd have he'd have it every day. Oh, he'd have fairy bread all the time. All the time. He was the the king of fairy bread, the connoisseur <laughs> oh of fairy bread. Oh my god, fairy bread connoisseur, dude. Like I, it's funny. Like it's obviously we were young, and then it, at some point in his life, he just grew out of it. I guess from I, I think I don't see him. In his well, he may, he may have gone and seen someone about it. You might have to like a hypnotist. Yeah, get him off the fairy bread. But dude, he was he was like addicted to fairy bread. There was always hundreds and thousands, and I was always like, this is just a weird snack. Like it doesn't fucking. They're like little balls of. I don't know. I just never really vibed on it. But shout out to fairy bread and my cousin who's a freak. 
was a freak. So you never got hundreds, hundreds and thousands on ice cream? Different. That's different. different. Okay. Hundreds and thousands. I'm not knocking hundreds and thousands. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. He's knocking them on, on, on white on tip-top white bread. Tip-top yeah. bread. With margarine. Yeah. And again, I'm not knocking it. I'm just a bit like, okay. It's like a it's like a lame, sugary, gigantic sort of attempt at a, at a sh- pizza shape sort of thing. Is margarine know? still with us on margarine? Yeah. Margarine's still a thing, margarine but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a butter man. I'm a mm. spreadable butter yeah, man. Yeah, spreadable butter man. Until until butter became spreadable though, like it was a, you had to leave it outside. Like, you had to, you, it was yeah, never yeah. refrigerated. That's right. That's right. I you, do. There is a charm to going to someone's house and seeing them with like the butter. We used to be. Out, I used out. to. I used to have margarine, but not anymore. Yeah, no. yeah. We yeah. Butter has to be left out. You can't put it in the fridge. Well, the hard butter. You soft butter though. Soft butter. Spreadable butter is in the fridge. Yeah, yeah. But hard obviously. Hard butter. Yeah. It would be out and under the little. Hard butter is tasty as fuck if but, left to soften. Yes, but see, we've sometimes got some hard butter, but. What we what I'll have to do is right. I'll, it's uh, hard butter only going on hot toast, and then you just. You but know, even you, still, it's a pain in the ass. No, it is. But you shave. I'd rather it ha- I'd rather have it out soft. But you, sh- of course. But you know, like what you do is you shave an edge of the hard butter, and then you leave it to melt on the toast, and then it becomes yeah, spreadable pretty quick. I know. All I'm saying is, it's actually not. All you need is like one of those little glass butter things, and then you can leave it out. Yeah, it's like it's and not then, as hard as it might seem. Dude, to it's, leave butter it's, out. no, it's soft as fuck. Oh, you mean if, if left, it's very soft. Yeah, it's not hard to leave butter out to soften. Yeah. Otherwise, it will be hard. Yeah, let's move on. Good question. Great question. Tom, Eddie, Dior, punters and dribblers. Come dog from Newey here. Bit of feedback for the Adam Vosges dribbler. Mate, how much more could you fucking typify... Being an absolute beta cuck Victorian piece of shit, then calling up and fucking chewing me ear off for two minutes with fucking cricket stats, you fucking waste of space. Fuck me dead. Doesn't matter if they're true. Just sounds like, like you're yeah, up like in the fucking third day of a meth bender. Go to bed, you fucking. Come dog, passionate. Come dog, fired up. Yeah, come dog sounds like he a man who hasn't had a t- his team. I'm assuming from Newcastle. I think he is hasn't had his team winning grand final since what, like 2000 and one and one. He's entitled to his opinion, but I love cricket stats, and I could listen to him all day. Yeah, that's just me. That's yeah. just me. Calm, calm down. Well, you know what? Whatever. This is the 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 marketplace of ideas, Eddie. Is this podcast? And, that's well. Uh, it is the dribbler hotline. You have you, to allow. Me you to have to allow. You have. You can't. I can't. You can't stifle. You know, free dribble. No, but I choose. This isn't CNN. But you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna remove you from the platform. No, right. I'm no. not gonna deplatform you. All no. I'm gonna say is, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. This isn't cancel culture. I'm gonna yeah. counter your idea with a better idea. Yeah, more cricket stats. <laughs> more cricket stats, please. Fuck you, come dog. Tom, uh, Eddie, hi, dribblers. Uh, it's the wobbly. Why the wallaby short dribbler here? Just wanted to give a big shout-out uh, to the shy dribbler who gave me a shout-out for uh, tipping the hat at him on our lovely morning Oh, walk. this is oh, nice. nice. Uh, you're looking great with the family, mate. Um, <laughs> happy to have you up here anytime. I just want to know your boys' thoughts on hankies. Not long after I saw the shy dribbler <laughs> having coffee, <laughs> I saw a bloke with a fucking dirty old hanky right in the middle of a busy Malulabar cafe giving it the big old, you know, blow. And it was aggressive, and I, I didn't like it very much, especially in these modern COVID times. Hankies are fucked. Um, yeah, cheers. Give us your thoughts. Thanks, boys. My old man used to be a hanky man, 
uh, I don't. I haven't seen him with a hanky in some time. I will say, when he was a, he was an old cocky. He had hankies all the time, yeah. and he he sweared by him. And I get it. Like if you're out in the paddock and shit, maybe you do need a hanky rolling around, but. Never for mine. Thank you. I'm, I, I think they're pretty rogue bits of kit, if I'm honest, because they're full of snot always. Mm. And then at some point, then you know what I mean? Like, and they've got to go be washed. Hey, hey, get some tissues and then just throw them out. Mm. That's Hankies what I- are fucking rogue, dude. And you, never, you never see them. They're, 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 they're from a bygone they era. They are. But like, they're still around, but they're dying out. Like They're dying with the next generation. Well, like The dying generation that we've got now, greatest respect to all of you, mm. but you're on the way out. Uh, and with you goes the hanky. But what I'm saying is, you never really see him anymore. I saw one a couple of days, a couple like a, a family friend of ours who was at Evie's birthday. I'm pretty sure I saw him with a hanky. Uh, and Did you see him give it a? Like, yeah, yeah. No, I saw him give it a blow, and I'm like, <laughs> "Fuck no, dude! What the hell?" I remember in my primary school, we went to. I went to. They tried to like make you have hankies and I was like yeah they used, that was a thing yeah I was like what I'm not fucking that was the last like that was the dying cry yeah, I think yeah, maybe yeah. of the hanky like the final push obviously big hanky come big together. hanky you know <laughs> trying to bloody push there and they were like they sat down at the board level and they're yeah. like we need a final push here final push and here. they tried to get him into schools across the country and everyone just kids were and like people rebelled yeah because I've got a pocket full of snot here it's disgusting is big hanky still with us well I they've I think they pivoted yeah. to now Big tea towel, which was smart from them because the hanky was, as we said, it's you know. Well, they and they might they and they had the the subsidiary big, um, which is obviously big pocket square, big pocket square, exactly, big pocket square, which was you know that was a nice pivot, and also big pocket square could actually be a more lucrative market these days. I was getting a suit the other day, and well, well I almost, people wear less suits, so I think it's also dying. Yes, that's true, but I went, but even a suit jacket with a pocket square, right? I was getting a suit the other day. And when I saw the price of the pocket square, the guy, the gentleman, very confidently just put in the pocket and was like, this looks great. And I'm like, cool. Price, please, sir. Mm. Uh, 150 bucks. Yeah, but you were, pl- you were shopping at a, a pretty swanky store. I'm talking pocket squares. Yeah. Pocket squares. I mean, you can, sure. you can top just- four, though, wasn't it? No, the shirt was. Didn't get that either. Again, this guy just dressed me and I'm like, oh, this looks great. And it's like, oh, yeah, this, whole, this shirt's like $1,200. I'm like, get it off me then. Mm. Anyway, big pocket square. I think uh, uh, an intelligent, big, big. What is it? Big pocket square slash big tea towel was an intelligent sort of uh, pivot from Big Hanky. <laughs> There's this video going around. I can't find it, but it's like Rudy Giuliani blows his nose with a hanky and then just goes and wipes it all over his face, like wiping the sweat off him with the yeah. exact same. Hanky. They're they're they're. they're they're too. They're used too multi-purposely for a thing that is filled with snot. Mm. Also, I don't blow my nose that much. I think people used to blow it more. I think blowing your nose is sort of like not not really in vogue these days. I don't days. know. I still do. No, people blow their nose. Yeah, of course you do. I'm an allergies like, guy. I blow it in the shower. Mm. In people the surf. Blow their nose. I'm like, not saying like, people don't blow their nose, but how often do you do you blow your nose a lot? Like I get kind of blocked up a lot. I get allergies pretty easily. Okay, so, well, like, you're, that's more, do, but yeah. that's an allergies based thing, right? If you don't get allergies, well, then you don't need to blow your nose. Well, no, because your nose isn't just needing to be blown purely for allergies, right? I thought it's just like a natural build up of like fucking shit. Mm, it'll it's like an it exit sorts point. itself out usually. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, mm. no, maybe you're right. You just look like you've checked out on the whole nose blowing thing. Do you, do you not blow your nose often? Do you blow uh, your nose I don't nose know, often? maybe like once every day or, two, or a couple of days or something. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. 
Yeah, you need a you, hanky yeah. for once a day? <laughs> no, not for once a That's day. That's what I'm saying. A hanky's sort of once an hour. You've got like you've got a real. I think you're overblowing. Yeah, exactly. You got overblow. You got issues. Anyway, let's probably move on. Uh, Mr. Tom, birthday boy Eddie, uh, Dior, P's and D's. I've just got a really quick question for Mr. Tom Birmingham. Um, Earlier in the week when you, we were listening to you on Sports FM talk to old mate, he noted he worked with your old man back in the Triple M days. Then later in the potty this week, I think you also mentioned that your old man's name was Bill or Billy. Noting that, that wouldn't make you the son of legendary dribbler Billy Birmingham of 12th man fame, would it? If so, that would explain the the dribbler pedigree that you come from and perhaps why you boys are on top of the uh, the heat that you are. But, yeah, we just have to a bit of clarity on that. Thanks, boys. See you soon. Yep, obviously a, a, a late adopter of the podcast, but that is correct. Mm. Son of Bill. <laughs> Son of Bill. Son of Bill. One he's of the greats. He's the 12th man to you. He's dad to me. He's that's the, why we've, uh, we've always called Tom son of. Yeah, that's sort of that's sadly, man. Yeah, yeah. And obviously that's not one way. Son of an Aussie hero. Don't want to perpetuate it. it, perpetuate it too much, but yes. Um, well, that's a bit of fun. It's dad. Papa. That is why. Well, actually, to be honest, I was even saying this there. It's one of those things where everyone's like, because in that interview on uh, SCN, they were like, he was like, so, you know, going to see any like CDs in your future? Like kind of CDs? I was like. CDs? <laughs> I'm like, fuck, dude. What are you talking about? It's like, CDs are dead. But also the, uh, like, the, like, so are you? I'm like, mate, I am not even a fucking, f- I'm not as funny as my dad's finger. My old man's like a comedian. Yeah, yeah. I ain't This that. is dribble. I'm a dribbler. Yeah, yeah. Dad's a comedian. Yeah, yeah. They're different. They are different. And They're so, very different. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, what he's passed down is a watered, it's like watered down talent, right? <laughs> yeah. This is what... Comedians watered down and dribble. This is, this is comedic talent watered down with like, mm. you know, spliced with other DNA and then you've just got a dribbler here. Mm. But that is correct. Shout out to dad. Who we've talked about getting on the podcast before. We but, have. You know, never happened, but never we've happened. talked about we it. We could do it one day. Maybe. Get him on here. Like to ask him if he's proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's right. on. Ed, Tom, Dior, Dave, Punners, and the Dribblers. I just want to have a quick chat about the disgrace I've just received at my local pizza joint. <laughs> I've quickly asked for. He's the kind of special, which I thought what I wanted to do, which was on the menu, but they decided to throw a couple of extra, a little few extra bits on the pizza. Those those extras involve olives, anchovies, no, and. Cauliflower. Oh, no hate cauliflower because cauliflower is quite great, but realistically, what I want to achieve from this dribble is that what the hell is your worst condiment on a pizza? Because honestly, after this chat, it, it, it's coming to a 50 50 slide from anchovies and olives. Fuck off. Anyway, it's your boy. Gun and juice dribbler. <laughs> anyway, here's Ben. Cheers. 
and save that one, please, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> what did he order? We fucking yeah, talked talk over, over it. Go it. back and listen. He I sounds want to like he's on slow-mo. <laughs> when you listen to something at half speed. I need to hear what he ordered to give. So like, it, yeah. If he's ordered a cauliflower anchovy and olive pizza then and then shocked yeah, at the yeah, result. Yeah. All right, here we go. Got it? Yeah. Ed, Tom, Dior, Dave, Punners, and the Dribblers. I just want to have a quick chat about the disgrace I've just received at my local pizza joint. <laughs> I've quickly asked for the kind of special, which I thought what I wanted to so do. That shed no light at all. <laughs> Something okay. So what what he said was he was trying to work out whether olives or anchovies are the worst topping on the pizza, but he was happy with cauliflower on a pizza. That is fucking mind blowing. Anchovies sometimes I find can be a little overwhelming. They are, but mm. I think they can have their place on a pizza, but they're like salty as fuck. Mm. What I also wanted to quickly shout out the Goon and Juice Dribbler about is just calling us from the pizza place. He's seen what's on his pizza and gone, I fucking, th- yeah, before yeah. I even start. He hasn't gone home. I've got to call these boys. Mm. You're going to hear this. Sh- it's all up. What time did he send that through? Uh, that was uh, 11.40. About right. That's about right. Big night on the Terps. Yeah. I like olives. I love olives. I love olives on pizza They're essential on a pizza. Yeah, I'm, fuck, I'm, I'm all for it. I don't like pineapple. No. I don't like. I don't pineapple like either. pineapple. I don't. But I've actually. I know a lot of people do. I don't. I've grown into it. I was anti pineapple for ninety eight percent of my life. I will choose to not have it on there. But I used to be like, I'd have to go through and fucking meticulously like, like someone who's you know trying to find landmines in a bloody. Mm. I'd have to go through. Sometimes and, they get under the cheese. Yeah, and you're like, where'd this one come from? Mm. But now I'm a bit more like I've made my peace with pineapple a little bit, and I can just sort of go through it and enjoy whatever they're bringing to the table. Mm. I hate, and I reiterate, like, hate, the the new, like, the bougie fucking, you know, vegan pizza with, like, sweet potato on it. I'm like... I don't mind sweet... I like pumpkin and sweet potato. I like the taste of it. I love I can them. have it on pizza. I love them, but we're talking about pizza toppings here. And to me, I'm just like, get out of here with that shit. I can wear it. I can. No. Fuck that. I can, because I like the taste of... It's not about the taste, because you, you're saying you don't like pineapple in no, general? No, I don't. You don't even like it in general? No. Oh, you're a sick fuck. I don't like pineapple. Do you not like pineapple? I love pineapple. Yeah, right. It's great. It's more about the place. You know, it's like you're not going to put tomato sauce on your cereal. I like tomato sauce. I like cereal together. Not cool. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. I, I get you. But you like sweet potato on everything, it seems. <laughs> I can wear it. Would you have I don't sweet potato on fucking chewing gum? <laughs> Just because you like the taste of sweet potato, I get your point. Okay, I'm saying cool. I like. Yeah, I'm just. I don't mind sweet potato on on, on pizza. pizza. Yeah, I don't mind it. You're a psycho, respectfully, of course. Of course. Uh, great dribble from the Goon and Juice dribble there. That's uh, that's a hall of famer. Yeah, loved it. Hello, Connors, <laughs> dribblers, and Dior. You're cool. I like you. Um, just let me know that I um, double dribble here, and also fuck you, big Casey and the Casey boys. 25 dribbles is fuck all. Okay. On to the next. Yeah, keep going. Mm-hmm. Hello, punters. <laughs> dribblers. So we're just having a quick chat about the um, big taste in there. <laughs>
Okay. It's descending. Hey, Chief. Uh, I'm just calling up talking about, uh, I think, Manly versus Dragons in Wollongong, round two or three. Uh, I'm just thinking that Wollongong's been raising the podcast very often lately. Why don't we get me, you, PBL, me, Grant Dunya, deep voice, um, down here in the goal, before the game, at the golf club, I live across the road. Let's drink, baby. Interesting. Yep, cool. All right. At least they were quick. At least they were quick. Yep. Make it that what you will. Yep. Make it that what you will. Let's push on. All right. This one's only a double. Love it. Uh, Tom, Eddie, Dior, Punters, and the Dribblers. Uh, first time dribbler here, the uh, Budgie Smuggler Dribbler. Uh, proud owner of none other than 18 pairs of budgie smugglers. Um, I don't think there's anyone in Australia that would own any more than 18 pairs of budgie smugglers. Probably not. Uh, so I'm pretty happy with myself. More than 10, I reckon you um, Also, just here enjoying Eden and Jonah's birthday of uh, Todd Rigby's birthday shout-out fame. So just like to give a quick shout-out to Eden and Jonah. Uh, happy birthday, boys. Um, anyway, be soon. See you down in Wollongong in round three or uh, round two or two. Not sure. No one knows. See all that. <laughs> see all that. Uh, we'll see you uh, at Wynn Stadium, the best stadium in Australia. Be soon. Happy birthday to the names I've forgotten. Eden and Jonah. Eden and Jonah. You, you stole their fucking birthday shout out last week, remember? <laughs> you trumped it. <laughs> Apologies. I reckon yeah. all these dribbles coming up are probably from this scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm okay. getting that vibe, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see let's... how we go. Tom, Eddie, Dior, Punters, and Dribblers. Uh, just the uh, Budgie Spangler Dribbler. Back okay. here for my second dribble. Long time listener. Second time dribbler. Um, just here live from the uh, Illawarra Brewery at uh, Eden and Jonah's birthday of Todd uh, Rigby No Context fame. Um, I'd just like to uh, express how uh, now how focused I am on this budget smuggler thing. <laughs> I feel like having the pre- being the proud owner of 18 budgies, budgie smugglers, I feel like I am the superior budgie. And if anybody would like to challenge me, I am happy to have a budgie off. If that's what it comes to, if that's what it takes to be the superior budgie, I'm I'm quite happy to have a budgie off with anyone that would like to challenge me. So I think that, that having uh, a budgie off. Yeah, happy that happy birthday, Eden and Jonah. Involves getting your, um, your budgie out. Give some more context on Ruby. Because that, that but, that's uh, what they're doing. They're smuggling budgies. Tom, budgie. Eddie, see you all. See you soon. I thanks for that. Budgie soon. Budgie soon. So the B, the BSD, Budgie Smuggler Dribbler, if he's got 18 pairs, I want him to put his budgie where his mouth is <laughs> and basically send in... you got you got to take 18 photos of you and 18 pairs of budgies to prove it. Yeah. I don't want a photo of just 18 pairs of budgies. No. I need a fucking you gotta ca- be in carousel them. of you just in... you got to be in them and you got to be, like, shirt off. Yes, yeah, you got to be in them, like, uh, you know, as you're about to jump in a pool sort of thing. Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah, that's the only way I'm going to believe you. And if you're trying to call out other people to challenge you to budgies, now listen, 
you know, don't define yourself by the budgies you own, but by the the man wearing the budgies. You know what I mean? Mm. You wear them, don't let them wear you. That's right. But we want to see you wearing eighteen pairs, otherwise we don't believe you. And if anyone can match that, if anyone can match it, reach out. Who doesn't work for him? Yeah, if you work for him, it doesn't count. No. Let's let's move on, Dave. Tom, Eddie. Oh, Dave. It's uh, Eden from uh, Eden and Jonah. Shout out birthday fame. Fucking hell. I'd just like to uh, say thank you for the shout out, boys. Um, unexpected, but you uh, you lads, you lads are good blokes. Um, even Dio is a bit of a turncoat, but um, I mean, hey, that happens. My like, fucking, we're all winners here, baby. Um, anyway, I just want to say, be soon. Uh, go Manly I'm a big Manly supporter myself oh, Okay uh, like Dad Fucking Dally M uh, Be soon um, good, good stuff Sweet Was that Eden or Jonah? That was Eden, Eden. He's got three more Whew, His party's fucking Sending mm. through some serious drills Aren't yeah. they? Tom Eddie Hey Hey Dave, um, it's uh, Eden from uh, Eden and Jonah birthday shout out fan. Uh, second second caller, long time listener. Um, I'd just like to uh, say, boys, you're, uh, you're, you're in a fine job on the sports analytical bits of the uh, stats. Well said. Um, um, Boys, keep doing your thing. We we love it. We fucking wait for the podcast to come out. Um, hope hope uh, Tom Spider if she gets sorted. Thank um, you. Eddie, keep Sunny Dick and Byron. Um, Bisson. Cheers, bro. Very kind. Very kind. Appreciate words. the kind and well articulated. <laughs> well, in fairness, he's at his own party. Well, mate, it seems like everyone at this party is on the phone to us. Mm. <laughs> All right, Dave, where All are we right, at, brother? We've got, like, hang on. One, two, three, four, five, six. We've only got six more dribblers, but included in those six are a bunch with over 12 each. All right. Well, 12 we'll... each? Yeah. We'll just say... What the fuck is going on? Let's <laughs> just, we'll, we'll pump through them. This, this fucking... next one's only got three. So... Okay. If it's all this fucking birthday party, we're probably going to have to. My favorite thing so far is that everyone's introduced themselves on every call. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's me. It's, it's like, no. And they've had like the same intro. Yeah. All right. Big Tasty and the Tasty Boys, he's a fucking done. The record's done. Just step aside, baby. Because shout out Ed and Jonah, birthday fame. Oh my We're God. We're taking over, baby. Oh, this We're is taking over way over. And, and, a, and a quick question. Um, this is our back Zach. Our back Zach here. Uh, we want to know what your stance is, Big Tasty. On the the Kieran Foran statue, where do you? Anyway, let's probably not talk too much off the back of this because <laughs> this can't sent through nineteen dribbles. We're not listening to them all, but we'll give them a chance. Next one's thirty five seconds. We can kind of time crunch it as well if we want because they're all sent in between the hours, like progressively from five pm until two am. The last one, okay, so we cool. Can, so we can skip forward yeah. to a couple as well. This yeah. next one's only about thirty seconds, okay. so we'll see where he's at. Still at five pm. Okay, let's see where we're at. Dribblers. Todd, no context. 
Rigby, same. Back here. Um, just around the boys with Ian and Jonah, um, birthday fame still. And just thinking, is Doug Bollinger the best left arm Australian <laughs> paceman Australia's ever seen? I think he's great. And if no one else thinks that, they can get <laughs> Clammy mediocre. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is well, Jeff Hugel the best Australian swimmer, swimmer of all time? Of all time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's just keep going because I'm not. We obviously don't need to break that one down. No, I don't think. So. What's to break down? What's to break down? Mm. No. <laughs> all right, let's skip to a few hours later. What times have we got here? Give me any time between five Nine. and two a.m. Nine. All right. Good call. Oh, actually, a bit of a gap between eight twenty and ten fifty. Let's go ten fifty. Ten fifty. Punches and dribblers. It is Todd. No contact. Rigby. Sounds pretty lucid. I'm out here at Peppy's on the beach. But it's Eden. Thursday shout out, Payne. Jonah has gone home in an Uber very early. Early out. He's um. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's uh let's skip forward. What other times we got, Dave? It's pretty steady between like eleven and two. Let's go midnight. Midnight. All right. 12, 12 a.m. Did we need this today? No, we didn't. Punches and dribblers. Todd, no contact. Rigby fame. Going for the crown. I'm still here out with Eden and Jonah birthday shout out fame. We were just having a discussion. Uh, all right, how many are left? Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, okay, just go to the final Split em. two. Final two, yeah. Last two, one, just get last one two. forty a.m. and like two ten. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Thank you, boys. Hunters and dribblers. Todd, no contact. Hey, fine. <laughs> Slow just down. calling you to let you know that we're in the Uber with Eden, the birthday shout out boyfriend. Um, to the toasty. To the toasty <laughs> and the fuckhead boys. <laughs> toasty boys. Boys. We beat you. We've taken over the reins. Me, our back Jack, Zach, and Eden, and Campbell, Grant Denier for him. Let's get on the fucking glassy. Let's get on the glassy. I'll smack a glassy. Real messy. Real <laughs> meth vibes. Uh, all right. Well, That's he fun. sounds like he's fucking petering out. Yeah. Let's hear... I was hoping, I was half hoping that they'd picked up Jonah and he was in there with him. Same. But I assumed they weren't I going to. I assumed they weren't going to, but that would have been huge. <laughs> Hello, punters and the dribblers. It's Todd, the non-contact Rigby here. Um, I'm still with Eden, the birthday shout-out, fame. We're sitting here in a fucking lounge room with Campbell Hurry and Mackenzie Roberts, fame. And Alice <laughs> Cook's just walking off. Peterson is going to get a hat trick on his birthday, fame. How good. I need to go because I'm in big stable. Yeah, okay, great. Great stuff. Um, look, um, interesting. It was, look, that was. As I'd a- actually never considered that someone or a collection of dribblers would try and take on. Big tasty. Big tasty. I also don't know. I mean, I guess they probably have got them beat just by sheer weight of dribbles. I thought the big tasting taste was did 25. 
all off one phone, I think. Whereas this has like been a plethora of dribbles across the whole night. It's yeah, like a but coordinated yeah, attack. It's a coordinated, coordinated attack, as as opposed to Big Tasty, who just went. I mean, ninety percent of them of those dribbles were him. Yeah, just and, calling back and ripping and yeah, tearing, yeah, ripping yeah, and tearing, yeah. and also. Big Tasty, Guava Lover, Fumes, Ghosty, all real fucking, like, the names and shit. You know what I mean? This was No Context Dribbler, Eden and Jonah, Campbell Murray, or something like that. <laughs> so, look. The only one that did have a nickname was the Grant Denyer Dribbler. The Grant Denyer yeah. Dribbler, who was upset that we didn't play his dribble about Grant Denyer's mm. one-time addiction to meth. Uh, <laughs> what I liked about the Tasty Boys is that Big Tasty was mauled to within an inch Correct. of his life and he was just fucking all over the place. Yeah. I think they're still more pure. I think, look, you've gone the big lift. This isn't necessarily a genre of dribble that we're looking to uh, perpetuate or to put on a pedestal. <laughs> big Tasty was like the first man on the moon in terms of this sort of shit. So that's why, you know, just by virtue of being the first man to do it, he was held aloft um, as, a, as a, sort of a deity to the dribbler, right? <laughs> yes. Um, we skipped through. There was 19 there. From- there was 19. There's still more, by the way. Like, there's another dribbler who's called in with 14. Well, let's just check them because they may. I'm assuming they're the same people, but we're not going to. We're just listening to the first one. If it's yeah. them, we'll say, okay, you've, you've got the record. The biggest dribblers ever. <laughs> Hey boys, uh, Outback Zach here. Yeah, yes. uh, First time dribbler. Let's just hear what he's got to say. Uh, just wanted to express my um, fame of uh, Eden and Jonah's birthday party on a Saturday fame. Um, things are going pretty well. How long uh, is this? We're looking to take on Big Casey's 25 record tonight. Um, You've done it. Hopefully, I keep it in 90 seconds because uh, one of our mates had a had a dribble of over 90 seconds last week. And didn't make the cut. So hopefully we keep it in 130 seconds and we beat the 25 record. Have a good night. Bye. Now go to his last one. Mm. So, yeah, again, that was 5 p.m. Last one at 2.17 a.m. Because, I mean, let's be honest, mate. We, we do have to crown these guys champions. They're champions. Mm. There, there's, there's no doubt in that. Stop the count. Yeah. Don't need it. Yeah. Tom, Eddie. Well, they're into the 40s, I think, aren't they? Because Triplers. <laughs> Outback Zach here of Eden and Jonah's birthday fan. This has been one of the great just, fucking... just got home and into bed. Um, <laughs> Committed to just this. walked through uh, the in laws en suite, but naked, straight through their bedroom. Straight into the missus' bedroom and into her bed. Uh, the missus has set up a vomit bucket and whatever she's she set up for me, um, just so in case I, you know, vomit and shake on um, my shit and die, whatever. Um, cool. I just wanted to clarify a few things. Just a bit of a sum up. No, but don't stress me. Does it sum up a few things of the night? Next to it. Um, Kieran Fine, Statue, Andrew Jones, Statue, <laughs> Grant Dinier. What's going on with the pit? 
and my missus. I like that he's giving us this information. She's um, listening to him dribble in bed when he's got home. I just got a few minutes ago. Anyway. Um, Dear soon, Pip soon. Eden and Jenna's birthday soon. <laughs> Holy shit. Jesus Christ. Yep. These guys are the best. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are the best. All right, what are we what are we looking at here, we've got, Dave? We've got three more singles to come. Okay. okay. We're, we're very close. All right. These cunts really dragged this one out. Tom, Eddie, Dior, Plunders, Dribblers. It's the UK variant dribbler. <laughs> Just wanted to talk about my boy, Corner. Uh, I, myself... Drank the Kool Aid, the sweet, sweet Kool Aid, for the best part of probably seven years. Um, but there's something about this boss. There's something about this new corner where he just seems happy. Like taking the loss from Khabib and Nate poured me into depression as well. But there's something about the new corner that I'm happy, I'm at peace to take an L, as he is. Just want to get your thoughts on it. Proper 12 soon. Cheers, guys. Like the uh, the Irish accent there, it's always nice to have a bit of a, a different flavour. Mm. Um, the uh, UK str- variant strain, or whatever the fuck he was called. Uh, I'll say the thing I like, I mean, without getting back into the sort of shit we spoke about last week, I was thinking about how he always fronts press conferences. A lot of fighters after they lose these days don't. Yes. And he just always goes there and fucking owns it, and that's something I really appreciate. I don't know about whether... He definitely seems happier now. Happiness does not equate to wins in the... He does seem like he's in a good space, for sure. Mm. 100%. But, I mean, look, if, if you look at it through the prism of, well, the party's over, then, yeah, if he's happy, then the losses are fine. But, yeah. you know... Losses weren't fine once upon a time. Correct. Why wouldn't you be happy when you got that much money? That's a, look. I mean, sure. He's 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 got he's he's won the belts. He's got the coin. Like whatever. Yeah, he's done everything he set out to do. Anyway, let's move on from that. From old con. Tom, Eddie, Pastage Dribblers. Um, short time listener, first time caller. I've actually been my my mates have been pushing me to start listening to this. Shout out to Zach Havard and Jimmy Flattery. Good but boys. what really sparked my interest is when I found out that my employer, the lovely um, Edward Simpson, was actually one of the co-hosts on this um, quite humorous show. So anyway, driving back from Narrawally tomorrow, today to, to labour on Monday at Beacon Hill. Oh, and I just actually I have a bone to pick with you, Edward, because my pay didn't come in this week. <laughs> and on Saturday, I was left there with no money. Had to call up mum asking for her to send me 100 bucks, And I just look like a fool in front of my friends. Look, it won't be the first time. And I'm sure it won't be. Yeah, it's not the first time. It won't be the last time. So I won't hold anything against you. But anyway, going to work tomorrow to line both of our pockets. And um, yeah, and also I have a bone to pick with um, you, Tom. You're oh. mentioning all the future fights that are coming up in 2021, but you seem to forget Alexander Volkanovsky, Australia's featherweight champion in the UFC, being in Max Holloway, debated as one of the greatest fighters ever, and you just didn't even give him the light of day. So anyway, I wanted a chance for you both to explain yourself, maybe give us a short apology. And also, Edward, if you could sort me out with a hat to labour in it. Even though the sun, the sun isn't up, I know it's going to come back and I'm ready to keep on working hard. All right, cheers, boys. Beer soon. Love it. Listen, look, 
pays were done on Thursday. If you didn't send your timesheet in, maybe that's why you didn't get paid. Might be a pay- so it's more. You're confident that he's fucked up. Yes. Okay, there you go. That's good. I am. Now, confident. how do you feel about some little upstart coming to the coming to the boss and going like, "What the fuck?" Very lippy. Yeah. Might be much work for him. <laughs> <laughs> do you know him at all? No. Do you know who he is? No, no. Great. We love he that. Did he, he didn't lend. He didn't leave his name, did he? I don't think so. That's all right. Fuck it. We don't want to. Out I'd have him. to go back and see because he said he was going to a specific site. I have to yeah, look right. back where that is. Well, there but you go. mate, happy to have you on board. Oh mate, welcome on board. Thanks to your mates for fucking, uh, you know, getting you onto the podcast. That's right. Mm. Um, obviously, pay. Is there a hat? Soon. Maybe. Do you have to cover that sort of shit? Is that on you to provide No, but he just—he's just asking for a puns and dribblers hat. Oh, that's what God, he's asking yeah, I for. thought there was like some sort of like labouring hat or some. He's shit. asking for a. He's asking for pizza. I hat. should know about labouring hats. I was uh, a labourer not too long ago. Um, Mate, you took your hard hat to work. I took my hard hat to a residential site and also well high vis, and they looked at me like I was a fucking idiot, and I had brand new boots. We've been there, and it was the first thing they mentioned, and it was the thing I was most insecure about. And then all my worst fucking. <laughs> Fears came true as I step onto the site and the guy goes, new boots. And I go, fuck, yeah. <laughs> they are. And I'm wearing high vis and I don't know how to jackhammer. Where's the YouTube? Uh, um, is that us? No, we've got one more. One more. Uh, that was a good more. dribble, though. I like that. Nice. Shout out to that guy. Shout out, bro. Uh, oh, and Volkanovski, I thought we mentioned him. If we didn't, it was because we were just wallowing in the fucking aftermath of what was a wild fucking... UFC 257, I think. But you're right, Volkanovski taking on Ortega. Whenever that is, I don't know, but wet for that fight. If Volko gets it done, then you see a rematch with Max. And, I mean, who the fuck knows how that goes because Max was looking disgustingly good. We need it, though. Yeah. We need it. Yep. Nice to have a dribble where you guys get licked and I'm off free. Yeah, exactly. That's well, look, you got to take your licks. you got to. Even though I'm not taking that one. Yeah, and I'm not either. We rarely accept the licks. We'll accept them on team's behalf, yeah, but really, yeah. personally. Yeah, exactly. Never apologize. <laughs> right, uh, last one. Last one. G'day, boys. Uh, punters, dribblers, Dio, Dave. Uh, just had a little brushes with Lane. Uh, it was down in Bondi Junction. Sorry, Chicken Corner dribbler here, should have said. Uh, it was down in chicken Bondi corner. Junction. I thought I'd treat myself to a little massage. Uh, shout out to Oriental Massage. Um, Waiting to go in and out popped Drew Mitchell of uh, Delta Goodrum playing. <laughs> so that was, that was quite interesting. I ended up getting the same masseuse he just had, so I'm showered in three days. Um, <laughs> question for you boys uh, Do you get regular massages? Do you go Thai, Swedish? Do you go 90 minutes? Do you treat yourself? Um, you know, I've always massages do. Cheers. Shout out to the chicken korma dribbler. Shout out. Um, I don't get massages often. I do love them when I get them. And Steph gets them like once a week. She needs them. She gets like, she holds a lot of her tension in her shoulders and shit, whatever. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm. she always needs them. I, when I have them, I love them. But then I'm also like, the, I, sometimes, the last one I had, I've had two. I've had two massages where I left there in pain. And I'm just like, that's I don't me. like massages. I just don't. Really vibe. I don't find them that relaxing. No. Sometimes I do. I also don't like having a man do it to me. And sometimes you get in there and it's like, I can't be like, I don't want you to do it. It's just there's something uncomfortable about it, having some guy just fully rubbing you down. Mm. Again, only because 
that ain't my persuasion. And not that it's an inherently sexual experience, which it shouldn't be. It's just about a massage unless you go into a specific venue. But there is just something about a, a dude fucking working you that... Into the ground. Yeah, unless it's a bloke from... Bloke in a bathroom, bathroom. yeah. Then, you know, I'm not really super into it. But a good one is phenomenal. Like, I remember when me and... We, like, when Steph and I had layover in, like some country mm. and we were there for a while fuck all sleep we were like let's just go to this there's like in the airport you just go and get like pampered for an hour or two mm. and just get massaged and sit mm. in like a sauna and shit that's good stuff that's good stuff <laughs> it's been a long morning we've really got I woke up the, I went to bed last night and then had a horrible sleep sweating like I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do here obviously sweating out the weekend's uh, sins mm. And then I was like, I just don't know how I'm going to do it today. I don't know how I'm going to do it, and I, and I still don't know how I've done it. I I don't remember what we've spoken about. We've got no idea, but I know that we've made it. We've fucking made it. We're here. We've arrived at the end. Thank God. You never know. You never think you will. Um, and then you do. And then you do. Reach out, Kelly Slater. Uh, I'm looking forward to this weekend. I'll say that. Yeah, that's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. Keep your eyes peeled. Keep just your keep your eyes peeled. peeled. That's all we'll say. Keep your eyes peeled. That had nothing to do with Kelly Slater, but just looking forward to this weekend. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh. Could you two just not talk anymore?